What is going on, everybody? This is Gina Spirito back with episode 45 of the Gina Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great July 7th. Today is Tuesday. It's about to be uh, 2 o'clock over here on the West Coast. I'm currently watching the end of this England-Denmark game to see who will face uh, Italy in the Euro um, 2020 final. Uh, been some great matches for soccer. Um, like I said in yesterday's podcast, I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but you know, if Italy, if Italy's national team is playing in a uh, big, a big uh, events uh, like the Euros, like the World Cups, like I mean, I know they didn't qualify for the Olympics this year, but uh, you know, if Italy's national team is playing, I will be watching. That's basically all the soccer I I do um, I do watch. I don't really follow um too many of the you know leads and you get into uh specific clubs within the countries um i honestly could not tell you um a lot about that but um you know it's always fun to turn on um you know a big tournament like the euros and watch uh you know just games that like today england denmark uh you know two teams battling for a chance in the final and every you know Every possession matters really, and you can you can really see, uh, you know, just how unique soccer is in that way, and how tough it is to score. Um, at the end of the day, I, I think that's what uh, what I what I like the most about it, and and just the pure stamina, like I had mentioned before as well. It, it's it's honestly pretty remarkable. Some of these guys just running up and down the field for God knows how long. Um, uh, you know. On top of uh, if there's extra time and then you got to focus in for penalties like it is just a long grueling match. But um, besides that, yesterday was fun. Got to go watch the NBA finals game one uh, with my friends. Uh, got to watch the Padres win. So that was cool. Um, life's good. You know, summer summer's been all right. Um, it's it's been kind of weird still working from home and uh, kind of having like half my life the same way uh, as it was um, and then you kind of eliminate school which was a big chunk of that obviously work is important um, but I mean I, I think having both work and school at the same time um, definitely uh, you can I can now see the difference um, between only having work and not school I can definitely see that school was uh, the main thing that I was focused on, um, and, and just having, uh, just having, uh, work nowadays, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's not too stressful. Obviously there's still some of those days that, uh, you know, can be annoying, but I think for the most part, it's, it's not that stressful at all. Um, and it's, uh, you know, getting to, uh, the points, where I'm finally going to be able to do all these things that I've, I've been able to plan for the past couple of years. So um, life is just good. I hope everybody else is uh, having um, a great time this summer. Um, everybody, uh, you know, recovered well from the weekends um, of, you know, celebrating the 4th of July with family and friends. Um, but without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about some music. Um, let's talk about some, you know, of course it is time to reminisce. Let's get, uh, into some of these, uh, classic projects that are celebrating anniversaries, uh, in the past week or so. Um, I, uh, want to first start off, um, with talking about, um, in my opinion, one of the best drops for hip hop. I think, um, another infamous drop, uh, that had, Multiple artists drop on the same day and great projects uh, was the day Astroworld dropped. Of course, Astroworld with Travis swimming with Mac Miller. YG Stay Dangerous dropped that day as well. That's a, that's a great day for hip hop. And eight years ago was another great day. Another great day like this for hip hop as Kanye West dropped Yeezus. Jade Cole dropped Born Sinner and Mac Miller dropped Watching Movies with the Sound Off. Definitely another epic day for hip hop as these three albums charted one, two, and three on the Billboard charts. Of course, Kanye uh, was first, Jade Cole uh, charted at second, and Matt Miller charted at third. If I were to personally rank these albums, 
Oh, man, this is tough. I, I would probably go Mac Miller 1, Kanye 2, Jade Pool 3. Um, I know a lot of people uh, say Born Sinner is, uh, you know, the most slept on project by Cole. Um, and to an extent, I can agree. But at the same time, I, I honestly think this is my least favorite Cole project. And that's also include, I think the sideline story is better than Born Sinner. Um, I, I, I don't know. I never really was able to get into, I think Born Sinner has a lot of great trats, a lot of, uh, trats that, you know, are able to, uh, show the, um, you know, the consumer just what J. Cole has to offer and why he's been able to, you know, create the career that he has up until this point. But as a whole, I don't know, maybe I have to listen to it again. Um, the last time I listened to it actually was a couple weeks ago. I, I was able to get it on vinyl and I, I listened to it and it allowed me to, you know, kind of get back into it, bump it a little more. I also got the sideline story and Friday Night Lights on vinyl. So I was kind of going through a little coal uh, phases. And then, of course, the offseason had dropped. Uh, so that was just it was just nice um, to kind of just, you know, rediscover Cole's music on on Watts and then also. Uh, listen to his new shit so that was fun but um yeah i mean born center still a good project like i said it still has great songs on there but if i had to rank these three watching movies with the sound off by matt is is an all-time classic um i mean definitely uh just hit after hit on this one um if you're a matt miller fan i'm sure this was one of the projects that got you into him or it's just like one of your favorites probably in your top three i would hope um, I mean, one of his best albums, pure rap, uh, Mac really just brought it on this project, a bunch of, a bunch of songs that, you know, are different and unique. Um, but at the same time, a lot of it's, uh, touching on the, on the, you know, same subject matter of, uh, you know, kind of, um, letting his mind travel and, um, kind of exploring his entire head and, and really just getting personal on it and, really uh, diving into why he feels the way he does and um, where he's at with his life. And, um, you know, really, like I said, personal album, um, looking for uh, guidance within himself, first and foremost. And, uh, you know, why, uh, why, uh, you know, I'm not why, what is the, the purpose behind all of this? And I think that uh, there's, there's not really too much of a of a storyline within that project besides, you know, uh, each of these songs having that personable uh, meaning behind them and hearing, uh, you know, just how much each each uh, each uh, subject matter does mean to him. Um, each story that he tells throughout it means to him. And um, I think that's what makes, uh, you know, this project so good in my eyes and. Um, a lot of other people's eyes, but I mean, some highlights on this one, of course, the Star Room, one of the best intros uh, to an album, uh, SDS, I Am Who I Am, Objects in a Mirror, Objects in a Mirror Live is even better than the original, if you've never uh, listened to Live from Space, um, it was from the, the, the tour that Matt had with, uh, what's it called, The Internet, Vince Staples, Earl Sweatshirt, um, and I think there was one other, one other artist that was on that, the space, uh, space migration tour. Uh, they, they recorded their sets live and they released it on an album with a few additional songs, um, like earth with future. And, um, what was the other, I think it's, uh, there was another, there's a couple of actual real tracks, but the entire album is a live album and, uh, objects in a mirror live. One of the best songs ever, um, by Mac, just in general, in my eyes as well. Uh, Red Dot Music with Action Bronson, classic. G's with Schoolboy Q, another classic. Um, I mean, Remember, that's that's a an extremely personal track. It's extremely uh, vulnerable. Mac on this one, uh, definitely great music. Um, Aquarium, Euphoria. Uh, Tyler's uh, feature on OK is always funny to me. Um, then Claymation. So I, great music. Like I said, if I had to rank these, this would probably be number one. And then it would go into Kanye West Yeezus. Of course, um, this was Kanye's Sid studio album. Uh, features from Trav, Kid Cudi, Frank Ocean. Um, 
not not just features but writing credits contributions for all these guys uh it has been it is double double uh platinum so definitely um you know definitely had success um but still one of the most controversial albums that kanye had released it um was a lot different as kanye um has you know done his entire career um you know definitely a lot of um rich production that um really uh you know just took a lot of people by by uh, surprise when they first listening to it um a lot of electric house uh infused music um that you can really tell the influence um from those type of genres um you know just just something completely different from kanye and uh i of course uh this this project um has been debated on uh throughout the years of if is this a good project or um you know is this uh is is this simply kanye's worst projects um but i mean there's still a lot of good chats on on this one um kanye is always gonna do his thing especially production wise and um he's always gonna push boundaries especially in a time like 2013 a lot of shit was not made like this i mean new slaves uh, Blood on the Leaves, uh, Bound 2 is just uh, still a class. It's still bumped. Black Skinhead is great. Um, I mean, this just a lot of a lot of solid tracks on here. But um, I could I could understand why during the time that it was released, maybe it was controversial, and uh, still to this day, why it's a little controversial. But I don't think it takes away from the fact that it's it's a it's still a good project, and it still shows that Kanye West. Um, how him pushing those barriers opens up even more barriers for other artists to succeed um new sounds that um they can possibly uh use um and it, it's just it's proven yet again on this project so uh definitely a great a great day for for hip-hop on that day um some more projects that I've been are celebrating anniversaries. Uh, Kendrick Lamar sets an 80, the 10th anniversary of this project. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's first full-length project, um, of course, released through Top Dog. Um, you know, he always considers it still to this day a mixtape, but um, it's it's um, it was marketed and distributed as a studio album. So obviously, um, you know, this is. Uh, technically Kendrick Lamar's first first full you know length album as it was released through Top Dog and through all that so um, you know it has a it, it, it definitely uh, speaks on um, you know black people during the Reagan administration and the subject matter of women issues uh, women's issues drug abuse um, woman abuse, uh, relationship problems, conspiracy theories, the government and the corruption within and how they're trying to, uh, you know, basically, uh, basically plants, um, you know, things in the African American community, uh, to, um, put them at a disadvantage and, uh, you know, continuously, um, allow them to be pushed down. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of subject matter on this one. Um, you know, like I said, it was, uh, it, it's definitely, um, it's like a, I mean, if I had to, you know, compare this to Born Sinner, I, I feel like I liked Section 80 a lot more, but, um, like I said, with Born Sinner, you, you can easily hear, uh, the way that Kendrick Lamar loves to, you know, um, loves to, be in the booth and the the subject matter that he truly um he where he's truly at his best and that's where he's talking about issues and topics that a lot of people won't be talking about um that's where he's uh you know speaking on a lot of these things that um other people don't speak on or he simply um you know is willing to do so and um, you know, bring light to these situations, and that's what made him one of the greatest, you know, it's, it's, uh, continuous on all of his projects, preaching different messages, um, you know, overall the same theme for the most part, but for his first project, Section 80, to speak on so many 
various things instead of kind of focusing on one particular thing. Um, it, it just shows where he was at, um, even as a youngin in this game. And, uh, I mean, it, it, he was just already miles beyond uh, his competition at the time. And it's it's cool to see uh, where he's at now and how he's, uh, you know, I know he hasn't dropped music in a while, but the way he's, um, you know, been able to solidify himself as one of the greatest MCs of all time. And, and it really started with this project where it really put him on the map and, People really were able to see uh, just just who Kendrick Lamar was and what he uh, his abilities were um, when creating a full length project. But I mean, this entire project, uh, head to, you know, top to bottom, filled with so many good tracks. Um, you know, fuck your ethnicity, um, ADHD, uh, Tammy song. Um, the spiteful chant, even though it was taking off streaming services, still a great, great song. Tisha's song, Rita Mortis, um, you know, members only, and then of course High Power. It's 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 great music. If you've never listened to Section 80 by Kendrick, I, I think you'd be really, really, really surprised. Um, at the same time, you probably wouldn't. Uh, just with um, how, you know, just with how well this man is already you know gracing himself on the microphone and the ability for him to really um really just put together a full-length project and speak on the subject matter uh like i said that's that's a lot deeper than you know money and and drugs and sets or whatever it may be it's 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 a lot deeper than that and you can tell how how passionate he is in those things that he's speaking on on top of that so it just makes it all makes it all worth it makes it all a very good listen uh you know definitely opens your eyes to you know different realities that are within our same world our same country um unfortunately um you know with various people having you know certain advantages and disadvantages so definitely a good listen Kendrick Lamar Section 80 10 year anniversary um just just craziness um another project of uh j cole and dreamville revenge of the dreamers three uh two years ago today um pretty freaking wild it's already been two years um i mean this album did something that you know of course it went number one but i mean the most collaborative hip-hop album of all time as well 65 guest spots um on the track list, 31 producers, 42 people received their first um, RIAA certification when the project went gold. Um, so a lot of people were able to be, um, you know, finally get some exposure on this one. Uh, you know, have their name on a legendary project. Of course, this was the third uh, compilation by uh, Dreamville and um, their artists. And of course, it was quite a bit different um then the first two um if you uh did not uh follow this uh album rollout jade cole and uh dreamville invited um quite a quite a bit of people uh to the studio um in north carolina i believe and it was um for a three-week camp for revenge of the dreamers they they said that they i think it was two or three weeks uh, I can't even remember how many weeks it was. Maybe it was only even one. I, I really doubt that, though. But um, they basically invited a bunch of, you know, producers, artists. Didn't even matter if you're in Dreamville. Uh, just people that they fucked with. Um, they invited them to their studios in North Carolina to make a project, to make Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Um, a bunch of people, a bunch of artists were posting uh, that they got invited, that they were, will be attending Revenge of the Dreamers sessions. And um, just like that, they, they had a huge studio sesh, and boom, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 happens. Um, of course, the singles on this one, it, it was two and it was in two, pieces of two, so it would be two singles at a time. And then finally, uh, leading up to the album's debut, that was Down Bad, Got Me, and then Costa Rica and Lambo Truck were released next. So, um, you know, it, it was it, just unlike, you know, a lot of other uh, compilations, whether that's with Dreamville, whether that's with uh, all these, you know, uh, labels making these compilation tapes. 
Uh, I mean, the just the number the the num the number of guest appearances is just so ridiculous, especially from outside the label. Um, like I said, it, it, it was only, oh, actually, now that I'm, I was doing a little bit of research as I, I was talking, the album was actually recorded in only 10 days. So it was a 10 day studio session. Um, and like I said, the documentary, if you have not watched it on YouTube, definitely should definitely see the creative process that went behind this, um, because it was just remarkable. It looked like a very, um, productive, uh, just crazy environment to be in. Um, when it came to this type of, uh, you know, music and really um, trying to put yourself on the map, it, it really kind of showed and highlighted that, you know, you might have that song, you might have that beat, but it's your fucking responsibility to go in. It's your fucking responsibility to do something about it. You know, we saw, I, I mean, if if you've seen the, the documentary, um, you, you know what I'm talking about, but um there's a part i can't remember which artists are really speaking on it or if it's just you know the document the documentary kind of allowing the uh, story to tell itself but you know there's like seven fucking artists in a room listening to these beats that these producers have come in to you know give to uh to show to um uh what's it called the uh the just the you know mass array of artists and you know there's a bunch of people that um are writing shit down there's a bunch of artists that are writing shit down to the beat and it's your responsibility that if you are called or when you are called you got to um you know you gotta bring it on the mic you're not gonna just go in there half-ass your verse and it's expect to be put on the album you know what i mean but yeah i mean that's probably uh one of my favorite parts of the documentary and just kind of what this project as a whole um embodies is just you know j cole and dreamville invited a lot of i know a lot of artists out but the thing that i love about it is a lot of these artists aren't you know kendrick fucking lamar aren't drake aren't crazy i know kendrick is on under the sun but he wasn't even at the studio session it was literally it happened at like the last second where he was put on the album and he decided to do some ad libs and even then he wasn't he doesn't have a verse or anything a lot of these artists like i said first time people trying to get exposure trying to put their name out there and that's i feel like what this project taught me is you know regardless of if you are given an opportunity like this from one of the best rappers artists of all time in jade hole it's still your responsibility to bring it you're not just going to be put in this room um you know somebody's playing the beat and you know your verse is just going to make it because you know you had first call on the beat or you were the first one that hopped in the booth you know at the end of the day it's going to be the best of the best. It's going to be who was able to, uh, you know, really shine and do their thing on that beat. So, unfortunately, um, you know, that comes uh, with the industry that you're in, and, you know, and you can think that you made uh, one of the best verses of all time or what it, whatever it may be. But sometimes that shit gets cut and it's it, it could be really um you know just frustrating as the artist really frustrating um just you know trying to uh continuously prove yourself in that way but that's just how it is and i think that th this project really um truly embodies that i mean so many artists were on all of these songs uh yet you know three four people mats were um we're on the end uh, on the end song you know what i mean like there was probably so many other artists that spit over that beat but they had to go and really cut um you know all of the verses that simply you know didn't didn't it make it to the standard that they were wanting so uh regardless of you know if you're given that opportunity it's a matter of you know taking advantage of it and i think that's what this project embodies and i mean it's just such a cool a feat i mean grammy nominated as well uh just such a such a good album um and the fact that it's uh already been two years since this shit dropped it, it's felt like it felt like a minute ago honestly so i thought that was honestly um it's just crazy how much shit has happened in two years so 
um, Revenge of the Dreamers, three, two years, uh, and into some Jay-Z, Jade Cole's idol growing up, um, his 13th studio album, 13th studio album, 444, um, actually is celebrating a four-year anniversary this year, um, as in 2017, um, after the four-year hiatus, um, after Magna Carta, Holy Grail, Jay-Z finally dropped 444, um, the entire thing is produced by No ID, um, and it also dropped 15 days after um, Jay-Z got uh, inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, so I don't know if that was planned or not, but still uh, definitely super anticipated album. Um, um, what's it, it was originally only available on title, which was really smart on Jay-Z's part and in a joint, prom I, I'll never get over this in a joint promotion with Sprint. Um, if you, you know, got a phone for Sprint, uh, you were able to get a six month trial of uh, title for free. And also that partnership, uh, basically, um, Sprint bought a million copies of 444 within that first week just so the project could go platinum in that first week and he could continue his uh, run of straight platinum albums. I thought that was really interesting. Um, but, I mean, the album's promotion uh, was definitely super sus. It was in New York. It was on subway posters. Um, you know, like I said, it, it had been a while since Jay-Z had dropped, um, but then a trailer confirmed that uh, there was going to be um, a film along with this album, and then, um, you know, they uh, finally were able to announce it. Um, they wanted to, uh, no ID, when No ID spoke on it, he wanted to keep it short, wanted to condense it to, you know, a lot more personal tracks. I mean, it, always, it is only 10 tracks on here, and it's, it's honestly one of Jay-Z's, um, you know, one of his most personal projects in a while, um, and it just speaks on, it speaks on a lot of the, uh, um, various things that, I mean, a lot of people already knew through the Lemonade album with Beyonce and, uh, kind of just where they were at in their relationship. Um, and I mean, the, the fact that, uh, all the, I mean, everybody, you know, asked like, why is it 444? All of the fours that have happened in Jay-Z's life, I thought that was pretty interesting and, Kind of made sense when you when when you uh, realize why he did title his project this. I mean, his um, what's it called? His Beyonce was born on September fourth. His own birth, Jay Z's birthday is December fourth. Um, there's uh, what's it called? Four months between Beyonce's and um, her mother's birthday, which is January fourth. Um, President Obama was the 44th president, and they, of course, are all, um, they are all close, um, to the, uh, what's it called? They were, they were, you know, had a close relationship while, um, the Obamas were in office. Um, I guess, uh, what's it called? Jay-Z and Beyonce also got married on April 4th, um, so their anniversary is literally 4-4, um, and then... Um, what's it called? The, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Roman numerals in blue Ivy, Ivy. That's four. So, I mean, so many, I know I was just reading off this list. I was like, Jesus, man, how many fours are, uh, you know, attached to this man. But no, I mean, four, 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 um, made sense at the end of the day. And I guess when he was writing the song four, 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 um, Jay-Z, uh, revealed in an iHeartRadio video, um, that he woke up at literally 4.44 in the morning and he wrote this song and because of that, it became the title of the album and everything, um, and he believes it's the best song that he's ever written, uh, because he's, you know, like Jay, everybody knows Jay-Z does not write music. He, um, I don't know what it's called, but he goes in the studio. It's the same way, thing that Lil Wayne does as they literally are freestyling all their verses. But at the end, but 
I mean, you've listened to their music. It doesn't sound like a freestyle. It's it's like their ability to create um, as they're going, as they're listening to the beat. They don't need, um, you know, it's it's more about what's going on in that moment and speaking whatever is on their mind in that moment. So for him to wake up, write this song and uh, everything, especially when he supposedly says it was at 444 in the morning. You know, you can understand why it became the title track. And, I mean, it is probably the best song on here, um, regardless as, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, like I said, one of the most personal songs on the on the project and uh, kind of just sets the tone for what this project as a whole is going to be about. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Kill Jay-Z, the story of OJ, Caught Their Eyes with Frank, 444, Family Feud. Band. Like this, this ten for ten in my opinion. If you've never listened to four four four, highly recommend it. Definitely ten for ten. Um, and another another Jay Z album, Magna Carta Holy Grail. Of course, this was the project released before four four four. Eight years celebrating an eight year anniversary. Um, this was of course Jay Z's twelfth studio album, um, and that was where he uh, he also debuted at number one. Uh, selling 1.5 million copies um, in that first week. Again, um, he had various, you know, promotions and everything uh, with this album as well. This man's a businessman at the end of the day, so he's gonna make his money. He's gonna uh, release shit um, and uh, make money with other companies simultaneously and kind of promote his album through that. I I kind of learned that about Jay Z. He's very strategic in that type of way. Um, and, uh, I mean, this album has a ton of guest appearances as well, just like 444. Uh, I mean, Justin Timberlake, of course, probably with the biggest guest appearance and the song that everybody knows the most, Holy Grail, um, Rick Ross, uh, Frank Ocean again, Travis, um, what's it called? Beyonce's on here. Um, I believe, yeah, Nas. I thought Pharrell might be on vocals, but yeah, a lot of a lot of um, big names on here. Another another solid project from um, from Jay Z. I mean, four four four. I th I think is definitely better than Magna Carta Holy Grail. But I'll also I'll always have some great um, memories with Magna Carta Holy Grail. I mean, this this album released when I went to Kansas for a basketball AAU tournament, and I just remember me and the boys always bumping this this album throughout that entire trip um it was definitely um you know a time that uh a lot of people um for bumping jay-z for the first time in a while i mean jay-z's definitely gone on quite a few breaks he's not really the say i i would have been i would have loved to see jay-z in that pro in those prime years when he was releasing you know a project a year the same way these you know rappers that are like in their prime are doing now but i felt like jay-z hadn't dropped in a while and a lot of people were listening to his stuff and of course magna carta were magna carta was definitely uh you know just that project that uh kind of just put jay-z back on that map and in, in that type of way and it's it's definitely um, a project that has stayed true to um, itself, and it's it's definitely um, something that uh, you know if you're into, it's not it's not anything too serious. You know, it's not like a fucking black album. It's not the Blueprint Three, the Blueprint Two. You know, it's not uh, you know uh, Volume Volume One, Two, Three in my life. It's none of those. It's it's really just. I think this is just Jay-Z having some fun on tracks, doing some things that he's never done, collaborating with different artists, going on different beats, just having fun making music. And I think you cannot hate on the man at the end of the day for doing that because, I mean, he has made so much music in his lifetime that um, I think that he deserves an, an album like this where he, he kind of just does something that he's not really done before and just hopped on a bunch of uh, different fun beats and really just made music for the hell of it. So um, that's what I view Magna Carta as, as at the end of the day and definitely a great project to still bump. Um, Scorpion by Drake celebrating a three-year anniversary. Double-sided fifth studio album. 25 tracks on here. Um, 
he with this one i mean the first musician to uh debut four new songs inside the top 10 when he first released this um you know definitely uh you know one of i mean it's 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 uh it's a double-sided album you know a lot of people i think don't really i think a lot of people hate on scorpion due to how long it is i don't really necessarily think it has anything to do with the the music i think that people just can't stand how long it is um they they don't want to get through it it is it, you know it's it it definitely um is different than anything drake has released before and and that's the reason why it's double-sided it's uh when he when he was talking about it in his uh rap uh rap radar or rap um i can't remember which uh interview that was what their names are um, but he was speaking on how he um, was inspired by Biggie's double-sided album. And he just convinced himself that that's what he needed to do. He needed to do a double project. And he needed to uh, do something um, like that where both sides are completely different. You know, one side's rap, one side's pop, R&B. Um, and both sides hit, you know, the same way that uh, he knows that he can um and i mean of course uh the whole controversy leading up to this album with uh him and Pusha t's beef and um Pusha t kind of exposing the fact that he has a kid and um what's it called drake being um you know quote unquote a deadbeat but i mean not exposing his kids to the world not announcing that uh and that kind of led to, um, you know, that was one of the bigger things that was leading to this album release. Um, a lot of good songs, uh, a lot of good singles also. I mean, of course, Nice For What um, was all over the radio. And um, what was the other? Oh, yeah, God's Plan, of course. I mean, are you kidding me? God's Plan all over it. This was also the first time Drake released uh, his Dairy Hours pack. Um Leading up to a, uh, leading up to a, um, a project, and um, of course, that that uh, first Gary Hours pack uh, had God's plan on it, and it also um, it had another, yeah, it had diplomatic immunity. I just can't remember the the title of the track for a sec. Um, that did not make the project, but Scorpion, twenty five tracks. One of Drake, one of Drake's best projects, um, just because of the, I mean, Drake has always talked about, um, you know, the his ability and trying to really uh, condense his projects and you know put the best songs on there, try to make it as good as possible. Um, but in Scorpion, I feel like that's exactly the opposite of what he was trying to do, and he was really trying to prove that he can make two full length projects and they could be completely different in in um the terms of what type of music it was but both sides can hit equally um and both sides should still be great music at the end of the day um so that's exactly what drake did on this one uh certified lover boy please come out soon it's been a long time since a drake project uh a, a drake album at least i know dark lane demo tapes of course last year but still Certified Lover Boy been teased for way too long at this point. Very excited for that. Um, but yeah, moving on. Bobby Tarantino, five year anniversary of Bobby Tarantino. I mean, it was it was uh, following the uh, Incredible True Story. Um, I remember this same day he had an interview. I can't remember who he had an interview with, but they had an interview um, where they asked him because Beyonce had just dropped, I believe, Lemonade and it was a surprise album. And they were asking him, you know, it, would you ever see yourself doing what Beyonce did and just completely dropping a new project without um, any without any promotion, uh, without any, um, you know, uh, singles backing it up and. He said no straight up. He's like, nah, like I, I'm not as big as Beyonce. I, I don't think I could do that. And literally that same day, he dropped Bobby Tarantino. So I thought that was funny. Um, uh, it's uh, I just remember, um, you know, going to see him in uh, what's it called? In where was that at? I can't. It's it definitely. Uh, 
towards San Diego. Um, I saw him at Chula Vista. I saw him at Chula Vista. And then I also saw him in Boston on this Bobby Tarantino tour. The uh, in, No, it was the Incredible True Summer Tour or, True Summer tour or something. I can't remember what they titled it, but it was when him and G-Eazy went on tour. Uh, definitely um, a lot of good shots on this one. A lot of just fun music um, for Logic. I mean, um, I just felt like, you know, coming off of the Incredible True Story, coming off of that huge concept album with everything yeah, i think he just kind of wanted to have some fun with it kind of just wanted to rap to rap and that's what he did flexecution the jam probably the best song on here slave 2 wrist with push a tease really good uh 44 bars extremely good slave so yeah great music on here and of course um i felt like it was very um very fitting that uh logic has now released he released vaccine this past friday that was a single and on there, uh, he basically announced that Bobby Tarantino 3 uh, is a thing and will be coming out soon. Um, he's also releasing Get Up this Friday, another single from Bobby Tarantino 3. So, very excited. Uh, the rollout for Bobby Tarantino 3 has officially commenced. So, that's very nice. Um, and we're able to, we're able to see uh, where Logic has left off. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we I kind of thought that his career was done and uh he's he's now uh you know he was gonna end his career with no pressure kind of end on a high note get out the fuck out of the music industry um kind of seem like he was sick sick and tired of it kind of over it but i mean it seems like his break treated him well it seems like he's a lot healthier a lot happier um and i mean he's about to establish a very good trilogy with bobby tarantino i know he's already I know he has four Young Sinatras, but I mean, YS 1 through 3 is great. The YS collection is nice. Uh, I thought it was cool that he released that on Spotify and streaming services. Um, but Bobby Tarantino, that trilogy, um, I mean, I think Bobby Tarantino 2 is better than Bobby Tarantino 1 by a bit. And I'm interested to see. I mean, Vatsine was pretty good. Was a pretty good track. I'm excited to see. Um what he does with get up i thought the intro was pretty good as well it, it just seems like logic's about to be in logic so um you know very interested very excited um and bobby tarantino 3 right around the corner um another artist that um is celebrating a anniversary and also releasing music soon is vince staples as his debut album his best album in my eyes summertime 06 turns sits this year um he actually um confirms that this is not a double album but instead it's two separate albums um as he said i always see people say how can summertime oh sits be a double album when it's so short but it's not side a it's not a side a side b thing it's just two different albums and i put both of them out that's why they got the same intro i would have said something but i wasn't talking to you back then so i thought that was interesting it makes a lot of sense you know you can kind of tell that both of these projects um are different and um um at the same time kind of very similar i thought that that uh you know it kind of already it, it kind of always cemented this project for me and always made this project uh really good in my eyes uh just his ability to um you know just bring it on both I don't want to say sides now, but both both projects, it's um, definitely put Vince Staples on the map and allowed him to, uh, I think, kind of see the success early on that he was hoping for. Um, the fact that it's now, I mean, it's uh, it's it's definitely, um, you know, still a still a project that should be bumped if you do like Vince Staples. And of course, now that uh, his Nets project uh, Vince Staples by Vince Staples is uh, has been announced. I think that this is the project you should bump if you if you want to get into Vince Staples at all. Um, definitely Summertime Osits. Some great tunes on here. Some great uh, moments uh, throughout. And um, you can definitely see where Vince Staples started and where he's uh, getting to in terms of growth as an artist. Um, he's He released uh, Are You With That yesterday. Um, as another single to uh, his Nets project, Vince Staples, like I said. That was a pretty good song. And, um, yeah, I mean, July 9th, two days away. Very excited for this one. 
Um, it's been a while since Vince has dropped, and it uh, looks like it's a 10-track album. Um, I'm very excited to, uh, you know, kind of see the direction he's in. Uh, he's been saying all the right things, and I think that's why, what is get, what's getting me so excited for it. Um, you know, it's uh, he uh, when when he was talking um, to uh, Kenny Beats on the Kenny Beats show, um, it really gives much more information about me that wasn't out there before. That's why I went with that title. I feel like I've been trying to tell the same story. As you go on in life, your point of view changes. This is another take on myself that I might not have had before. Um, and I feel like you can definitely hear that in Law of Averages. You can you can definitely start to hear that in um, the, the two other singles that he's dropped. Um, it's definitely still Vince. It's definitely still him. But you can just tell it's different. You can tell that um, he's definitely just mastering his flow. He's mastering his craft and you gotta love that. I'm very excited for this project. Like I said, it's been a little while and I'm interested to see a lot more perspective from Vince and a lot more substance, um, within this project. Um, and along with another artist in Isaiah Rashad, as he announced today, July 30th will be the house is burning. Um, we'll finally see a new Isaiah Rashad project on the 30th. Uh, it's been a long fucking time waiting, but Lay Witcher, Headshots, those two singles um, will be it. Um, maybe he'll release another single up until that point because it is a fucking minute until July 30th. But um, still, very cool to see um, Isaiah Rashad finally dropping, Vince Staples dropping, Logic dropping. It's it's just been a great, it's going to be a great end of 2021 for music um along with a lot of other music that has already been confirmed or in the words i mean pop smokes albums and a drop july 16th uh the weekend yet again teasing well first and foremost the weekend is now the number one artist with the most monthly listeners on spotify at 70.7 million and he's now the first artist to reach that top spot um, of monthly listeners in eight different times. So I thought that was pretty cool. And when uh, he retweeted that, he said, Etso number one, the dawn is coming. So the weekend continuously teasing uh, new music. Um, so definitely a lot to look forward to and a lot to already listen to and a lot to already unpack. I mean, within the past few weeks, Tyler, Ski Mask, Logic released it, uh, Juicy J had a deluxe. Bid Sean released um, released Hall of Fame, uh, but his um, what's it called remixed and master. I mean, not Hall of Fame. Finally famous. Um, what else? I mean, Drake and uh, Brent Fias, Division and Ty Dolla Sign featuring Matt was really good. Uh, Lil Yachty, IDK is dropping this week as well. Um, Definitely a lot to look forward to. And, I mean, Tyler, I think, really started that uh, with his drop. Of course, Call Me If You Get Lost. Wow, wow, wow. What, what a project this is. This has really been for me personally. I mean, the seventh studio album from Tyler. Um, of course, I, you know, the, the first... Uh, the first little tease was the, the, the number on a billboard and it kind of just started going from there. And, um, lumberjack followed that DJ drama, uh, you know, making it a grill drills mitts tape slash album. Um, and I mean, definitely just pays homage and, um, you know, really shows, uh, the newer listeners, what some of these dedication, uh, mitts tapes were like that were hosted by DJ Drama. Um, and I mean, the music on here is just ridiculous. Tyler, I, I mean, he's just speaking uh, so personally. He's really touching on a lot of topics that I think people need to hear. And I, I think that's why this project is hitting home for a lot of people and also Tyler. And he's able to see the success that um, has come with it. I mean, he did debut at number one, sold 177,000 units that week one. Uh, so, you know, went number one, outsold DJ Khaled again. Mysterious Music does stay on top. Uh, but, I mean, 
definitely a lot new perspective from Tyler. Um, when he was uh, performing for his Amazon show, I thought one of my favorite things that he said was, I've been famous since I was 18, 19. I was traveling the world trying to have orgies and shit. But shit started really making sense to me at like 24. And I wrote a song about it. And boom, he wrote Mass. That's, that, it went right into Massa. Um, I think that there's a lot of other songs on here that gives that perspective of somebody that, you know, kind of is just able to really see through everything, um, and be able to make music about it. I mean, Massa is one of those songs on here. Uh, Manifesto, I thought was another song on here that he really just spoke truth. He's just like, you know, at the end of the day, like, why do we gotta, why do we gotta be hating on each other? Let's just all uplift each other. Let's, let's all come together as one you, you might look different than me and i might look different than you but that doesn't mean we got a beef over it um but you know a lot of a lot of different perspectives on here um and for tyler to continue to tell this be so good at telling this love story i know igor was a heartbreak and even this project is kind of full of heartbreak but Tyler's ability to have that underlining story that's throughout the project, but also speak on a lot of other topics throughout and give more personable experiences and why he believes the things he does. I mean, it's it's just it's so good to see. And Tyler, this this man just makes me so happy. Like he's he's come up. His come up has just been ridiculous. And he continues to prove people wrong time and time again with his music, with his art. Uh, just with the person he is, I think it's just, I think it's really, really cool to see. And this project, man, this project is really fucking good. And I promise you, if you listen to it, you're going to think the same thing. I know that with, I mean, I've listened to this album quite a few times already. I, I would put damn near, I, I would say I've listened to it damn near 20, 30 times already. Um, but I, I'd say, yeah, with maybe a, a a a week or so more I, I would probably put it number one in tyler's discography simply because he's able to combine all of the assets that you know has created him into the artist he has or he is today on top of the fact that um he is now speaking more personally than he has before it's not like he's just speaking a bunch of nonsense it's He's really talking about his perspective on everything and what he's been able to learn and really giving a lot of, like I said, a lot of key lessons to listeners um, through this music and through the raps and the sounds that we've come accustomed to when we're listening to Tyler. And I think that's what makes it that much more um, awesome to hear. So Tyler definitely did his thing on Call Me If You Get Lost. Definitely 2021 album of the year, in my opinion, at the moment. Uh, it's up there with the off season, up there with Voice of the Heroes, up there with uh, some of those other projects that have been cemented this year. But Tyler, the creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, definitely need to listen to that if you um, just like good music. So uh, that's all I got for today. I hope you guys all enjoyed this music episode of the podcast. Always fun doing these. Always brings me back to old times uh, when I did this with the homies. Um, but uh, and definitely, and then of course it always reminds me of you know the purpose of doing this at the end of the day and um, just how much fun this is. I hope you guys all have fun too. I hope I don't bore you guys to death, but I'm just having a good time talking about music, talking about um, artists and albums that just mean the absolute world to me and i hope that you know if you're not as into music as i am i hope that through my perspective or through my analyzation maybe you take a different approach to listening to music and you kind of see what um these artists really have to offer us so um like i said that's all i got for today i hope you all enjoyed uh this episode and i will see you all very soon thank you so much for tuning in